travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Welcome to Talk Travel Asia, episode number 35. We're calling this one Inside Bangkok, focusing on the Nana area. A uh, few areas in Bangkok are as colorful, multi-ethnic, busy, and diverse as the Nana area. It's situated on Sukhumvit Road, roughly between Soys 1 to 15, and almost everything can be found here within a few square kilometers. Traditional Thai massage? Check. Arab food? Check. Cheesy souvenirs? Check. Go-go bars? Check. You've got the idea. There's a little bit of everything and then some in this frenetic and fun district. On today's episode, we'll dive into everything that is Bangkok's Nana area and then some. We are doing this one together with my trusty partner, Trevor. This is Scott Coates and... Hey, Scott. Trevor here. Uh, sitting next to you in your condo in Bangkok. Uh, yeah. Just one SkyTrain station away from the Nana area. Yeah, correct. We are very close to the madness and in some ways you could almost say we're right on the border, like in the gray zone. Yeah, but it's, uh, you know... It's Bangkok, so there's interesting character just around every corner, and the Nana neighborhood is no exception. I was on the Sky Train just a couple of days ago, uh -huh. and as we pulled into the station at Nana, the announcer says, you know, this is Nana Station, and uh, this American woman, about 50-something years old, chuckled to her man, your favorite station. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, and so I ended up <laughs> telling them that I, I had actually lived in the, in the neighborhood for many years when I, when I was younger, and yeah. they were from Alabama, and... and you know, we had an interesting conversation. But I think uh, Nana is a neighborhood that does bring chuckles to, to people. Mm. Yeah. I always like to see who gets off the train at Nana for this reason. For listeners that aren't aware, it has an overriding reputation for its go-go bar uh, area and then the fact that there's a lot of, you know, people looking to make friends, people for sale and stuff in that area. But there is a lot of other stuff going on. But you do notice the characters that get off at Nana are generally a bit interesting. Yeah, uh, it's definitely kind of a must-see site in Bangkok in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I think, like, my first experience at Nana was uh, probably what a lot of people would have from a similar experience. But I moved to Bangkok in 2001, and uh, I lived on Sukhumvit Soy 1, which is just one block from Soy 3, which is Nana Nua. Right, right. And uh, I arrived at night, and I couldn't find my toothbrush or something, and I, I was awake, so I decided to go out and look for a pharmacy to buy, buy a toothbrush. Sure. And you cut through Bumungrad Hospital, which is one of the, the best hospitals in Asia, really. Yeah. And, uh, and you end up on Soy 3, and you walk down the street, and suddenly, like, I didn't even think I was in Thailand anymore. Mm. You know? Um, there's so many people in this neighborhood from the Middle East. Uh, there's a little soy off of Nana, like a little alleyway that's full of African people. Mm. And, uh, there's these vibrant street markets and I felt like I'd stepped into another world. Yeah. My first experience was actually on my first day in Bangkok living here. So in 1999, we arrived late at night. The next day, um, the guy that was my business partner then had lived here before and he was going to see someone and he said, meet me at whatever time in the lobby of the Nana Hotel. And that's, I have no idea what Nana was. So I'd go into the Nana Hotel, which is an older hotel, 
not knowing that this hotel, basically guys stay there to bring women back to their hotel. And so I sit down with the Bangkok Post and I mean, everything about Bangkok is new to me at this point. And as I'm sitting there for maybe 20 minutes, there must've been 40 nationalities of guys that walked in and out with a beautiful woman on mm -hmm. their arm. And I was thinking like, where the hell am I? Like, what is this place? So since then, of course, I've, I've gotten to know the area a lot better, not saying the women part, but you get to know the area and you <laughs> learn there's a lot of other things and you suddenly realize you do end up going there a fair bit for different things. Yeah. That's, I, I, I just was thinking that, that it didn't take long for me to realize how many awesome things there are in the neighborhood and how mm. lucky, how lucky I was to be living within walking distance yeah. of all of this. Uh, you know, the, the food in the area is amazing. Uh, there's this great night market for, for shopping, just about everything. Uh, the JW Marriott Hotels yeah. is in the Nana area. Yeah. And their restaurants and the, their bakery are just awesome. Yeah, they're good. Um, there's the Red Light District, which uh, is in many degrees as wild and crazy as, as you think it would be. Yeah. Um, but back in the day, there was a, a neighborhood bar called Woodstock. I remember that. Located in Nana Plaza that was just like an American music pool hall pub yeah um, super unique that, that was awesome um so there's really oh there's the the klong the canal yeah the canal that, that connects all the way to the old city is one yeah. of the fastest ways to get across town boats, yeah. so you think you might be like oh i don't want to stay in the Superbit area because yeah. it's not near the attractions well boom like the canal's right there another thing i i really like about nana area is bangkok is obviously really known for its traffic and it is a big city, so if you go to a few places a night, you can spend a lot of time getting into taxis and things and trains. And I find whenever you commute in a night, like especially if you've been drinking a fair bit, it's the killer. Someone bails and goes home. Someone gets sidetracked. But you can have a full night in the Nana area, so you can kind of keep it all to foot if you want, which is, is kind of good. Yeah, that was one of the things we discovered early on was there was two new clubs in Bangkok back in those days called Q Bar and the Bed Supper Club. Right, right. Um, which are both now officially gone, right? Yeah, so, two bars boarded up. But they were the only two bars on that soil, basically, mm -hmm. um, back in those days. And uh, and since then, it's grown into one of the most vibrant bar and nightlife and dining neighborhoods in town, Sukhumvit Soy 11. Yeah, it sure has. Well, before we get any further into this episode, uh, let's give a shout out to our sponsor. It is Greg's Bangkok, and it's an app that kind of provides audio tours, and one of his tours is of the Nana area, I think, right? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we're going to recommend that you download it right now, and then you won't even have to listen to the rest yeah, of the podcast, because you can off. just turn it on and, and go, and you're good. Yeah, so thanks uh, to Greg's Bangkok. It's available for iOS only, free in the... I don't think it's free. It's $2.99 in the App Store. But uh, yeah, I've listened to a couple of them. I bought it, and it's it's worthwhile. So... I don't know. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the history of the Nana area, or should I give it a go? You know, it's interesting that, that we're like, hey, we should talk about the history a bit, and, and I actually am not familiar with it. Yeah, and you know, I, I'll confess, I did some formal research because I'd kind of heard that somebody that originally owned land in that area, his name was Nana or something, and it turns out it, it's a pretty neat story. There was a gentleman named Lek Nana, and he was a Thai businessman and politician. Uh, he was a Muslim of the Gujarati ancestry and a senior member of the Central Islamic Committee of Thailand. He's also one of the founders of Thailand's Democrat Party. He served in several government ministerial posts during his life and he owned way back in the day a lot of the land on Sukhumvit Soy 4 which is Nana proper. So um, he was of course kind of of Indian descent but a Thai citizen and when you go around Nana you'll notice pretty much everyone that owns a tailor shop or a lot of the hotels they are Sikhs as well. So my understanding is they're kind of extended family of family of family who 
who has bought land and, and, mm -hmm. and grown from there. So this guy's name, Nana, like still lives on today as the whole district. That's interesting then. So they served as an anchor for people from other nationalities from the Middle East and, and then from Africa to... I, I think, you know, and I, I, I'm kind of coming up with my own opinion here, but I'm figuring, I mean, Thailand's a very Buddhist nation. There's not mm -hmm. many Muslims. So if you had a, a guy whose family's originally from India, who is now a Thai citizen, but he's Muslim, then I think it's sort of attracted to this small area, probably other people that were mm -hmm. Muslim. Right. And, and now you see Arabs and Middle Eastern and Africans that have kind of sussed out a couple of soys in there and they feel at home and welcome in, in, in this area. Yeah, that, that's, and it's really interesting. And uh, it, it is very different if American people haven't traveled to, let's say, India or the Middle East. Yeah. Um, it's almost, I mean, I haven't personally. So, you know, but, but it certainly isn't Thailand per se. You know, like it is Thailand because yeah. it's Bangkok and Bangkok's different from Thailand in, in many regards anyway, right? Yeah. But, but let's just talk about the different neighborhoods within them then because like it isn't all you know, Sikh tailors nope. and Middle Eastern sure. uh, businesses. Uh, like we mentioned, the Marriott is actually on Soy 2. Yeah. So Nana is on Sukhumvit, at the beginning of Sukhumvit Road, which right. basically runs all the way to Cambodia. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, There's Sukhumvit Soy 0 right under the freeway. Yeah. Sukhumvit Soy 1 is the soy that I lived on that goes to Bumalgrad Hospital. Yeah. Um, and then Soy 2, which is opposite, is where the Marriott is. Right. So kind of that lower Nana area um, isn't, it's more a little bit more residential. And there's some big uh, companies that have offices right around Soy 2 and that too. Yeah. Um, and, and then it isn't until you get to the intersection of Soy 3 and Soy 4, which are opposite each other, that's yeah. like ground zero, Nana, neighborhood. Absolutely. Yeah. And so on the 4 side, you have Nana Plaza, the infamous go-go bar area, and then that street is full of a, a lot of bars and restaurants that lend themselves to making friends or meeting people, let's say. But if you go all the way down to the end of Soy Nana, that's where... Uh, well, the Atlanta's on two, right? No, the Atlanta's, the Atlanta's on four. Yeah, the Atlanta's and it on has four. Bangkok's, one of Bangkok's first hotel swimming pools. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. So the, at the end of Nana, it's, it's pretty quiet down there. There's trees and birds there, and there. local people. So yeah. it's worth a stroll all the way down if you haven't been in a li little Thai neighborhood even because it's got a little bit of that vibe. So following on the area breakdown, so then you go across the road to the three, three slash one, five streets, and those kind of three little soys exclusively are like full of Arabs, Middle Easterns, and Africans. You wouldn't even know you're in Thailand. So then you have that little enclave in just a few streets between three and five. And we go down to that area mostly to eat um, because there's so many good restaurants. And right. there's, I can't even, there's there's Iraqi restaurants, there's Iranian oh, restaurants, there's Moroccan restaurants, yeah. there's Lebanese restaurants, yeah. there's like every different country has their own slightly different sure. uh, cuisine and some of these restaurants egyptian yeah yeah really good egyptian restaurants mm -hmm. um and then you can eat and then you can smoke shisha yeah uh, they don't serve alcohol obviously but they drink sure. tea and yeah. smoke shisha in a very kind of traditional yeah atmosphere yeah so then i mean you you push further on to like seven to nine is kind of like got some weird naughty businesses that people can research what's around there and then you get to 11 and that's kind of like full of modern restaurants and nightlife but then the one other district I would think of is you flip over to the eight and six, and it's a little more businessy. But then on eight, there's kind of some regular restaurants and a few strange places too. Massage parlors, maybe. Yeah, yeah, mix. So anyway, that's the area. And you know, we've sort of touched on it a lot, but we thought we'd kind of from here break down the episode into some different areas. So culture, we've kind of talked quite a bit about it already, but you know, you don't get a lot of multiculturalism in, in Bangkok, and this is, I'd say, in that kilometer like a square kilometer or something, you literally get 
Every kind of Thai person. Everyone. There's German restaurants. There's, yeah. you know, the, the Marriott. There's yeah. a, a British pub, the, you yeah. know, and, and people from all over the world mm. go to the Nana area and stay in hotels there, go out to nightclubs there. Yeah. And know. also Indian Thais and people of Middle Eastern descent who have Thai passports. And like, I really don't think there's a more multicultural, not only with travelers, but also with mm. actually Thai passport holders than mm. probably that kilometer. It's, it's culture-wise, it's pretty interesting. Agreed. So the next one is shopping. Like, what can you find and buy? I think it's impossible not to find a tailor. <laughs> Absolutely impossible. Because they will that. find you. They will find you. Yeah, I mean, lots of tailor shops, right? And if you're going to get a suit, like, is there kind of a golden rule? Um, yeah, bargain hard. Bargain hard <laughs> is part of it. I always think you get what you pay for. Like, people are like, $100 suit in Bangkok? You're like, yeah, you can get one, but it's going to look like a $100 suit. Yeah, I, I'd say go for the $500 suit and, and try to get it for 100 Yeah, and the other thing I find is, is important to remember, proper suit, you need at least three fittings. And if you do get clothes made, it becomes a major focus of your time in the city. Like you're going to have to go for a morning and evening fitting. So all of a sudden you're going there in the morning, you're going sightseeing, but then you're going to have to be back. So while it's a great area to get suits, I always try and make people remember that. That's my golden rule, actually. I was joking around a bit. Although you do need to, you know, bargain well, uh, is the fittings. I yeah. think uh, even like if if somebody, oh, you only need one fitting or something no like that. And, and if you want to get like a nice shirt that's going to fit you well, yeah, you know, take the time to to get it made well. Yeah, and, and make you know. But that's one good reason for staying in the area. Then. Absolutely. You know, you yeah. could get up in the morning. You could you know get a fitting, and you could go for a massage, go about your day. Like yeah. there's enough going on. Like you said. One of the good things about Nana is just that you can wander those area for you know an entire day or two days. You, know? you don't even need to go yeah. and see anything else in, in Bangkok. I mean, you could get away with it like that. And if you're going to get a suit or you're going to get a bunch of clothes made, then you might as well hang out a bit in the Nana area. Yeah, and then you're going to need the typical tourist souvenirs. And I mean, gee, what, between Soy's 3 and 15, there's like all the knockoff t-shirts, watches, sex toys, everything you could possibly want. Yeah, pretty much everything. And bargain? Do we got a bargain? Yeah, I mean, again, right? And But they're pretty fair and honest, and I don't know, you know, I mean, you're, some people are less honest than others, I guess, and they're going to try and get as much money out of you as they can, but it's such a big, vibrant market, and there's so yeah. much competition. Like, the best thing to do is shop early, just after they've set up, because yeah. you'll get a better deal. The Thai people think that if they can make that first early sell, yeah. then they'll tap the money on all the products yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and think it's good luck. So if you're going to do some shopping, do it early, and there's less crowds, because the sidewalks get crazy crowded at night, yeah. and it's really annoying people bumping into you. Pickpockets, too, maybe, which I don't hear about a lot, but yeah. it's got to happen. It, it you know? happens, yeah. So, um, yeah, the Nana area at night, too crowded to shop. Bargain too. with a smile, I say. Always yeah. remember, like, saving another 20 baht, that 20 baht probably means a lot more to the vendor than it does to you. What so. I think is, like, think about how much you think it should be worth. Suppose you're going to buy a pair of, like, Muay Thai boxing shorts. If you yeah. like Muay Thai boxing shorts, you're going to bring some back for your kids or something like that. You yeah. Know? How much would you pay for something like that? Uh, $15. $15? So maybe you can get it for 10 you know, yeah, so and then convert that into bot, which is about 350 bot, and then just sort of start a little lower than that and stick firm to that number, and yeah, you'll probably get it. And the, the other thing, I mean, there's lots you can buy there, but I know something that we probably both go for, and we are not advocating buying medication without a prescription. Mm. See your doctor first, absolutely. But there are a couple big pharmacies between soy one and three. There's Chinese one. We were, yeah, we were just there. Like, yeah, I bumped into it, it's totally randomly yeah. just like a week ago or but, so. I mean, they are kind of famous for Cialis and Viagra and those pills, but you can get creams and real pills and stuff 
that would cost a lot in the West and you need a prescription for, and it's pretty handy. Yeah, and as a Chinese pharmacy, they're going to have all sorts of traditional Chinese remedies yeah. as well. And probably because they're close to the Nana area, they probably have every yeah. single possible... They have snake, like cobras inside. Oh, yeah. yeah, they have like the cobra inside the liquor Vietnamese stuff. Oh, and yeah. like yeah. yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff. And and that one right by the, the Marriott there um, that we're referring to yeah. um, is going to sell you legitimate drugs. You know, there's yeah. a lot of places that sell fake stuff. No, they're so. real. And... By the way, we uh, do have an online map, a Google map, with all the places we're talking about marked, hotels, eateries, and all that. So you can go and see the show notes and click at the very bottom. You'll see uh, the map, which is pretty interactive. So food is a big one in this area. Trevor, tell us a bit about what we can find in the Nana area to eat. Um, you know, I'm going to start with the street food because mm. while the area, I mean, there's a lot of Thai people who work in the area, right? Mm -hmm. And Thai people when they're working, pretty much eat street food. Yeah. yeah. So like on Sukhumvit Soy 11, there's there's a lot of street food that yeah. like, but but then a lot of it's going to be some strange stuff for foreigners, you know, like some yeah. random little clams and yeah. like random chicken feet. Liver soup. Stuff. Or... Yeah. Um, but on Sukhumvit Soy 8, which we yeah, mentioned yeah, briefly, yeah. on 8, there's a nice little noodle shop right there at the top of the soy. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, street food's not as obviously abundant there. And you say it is a little more local because a lot of the, the girls that work in the area come from northeastern Thailand. They want home type food. But, you know, if you're up for a little bit of the rough and grimy, going down towards uh, Soy 1, like there's a lot of stuff like literally on the side of the train tracks and some kind of simpler eats. Yeah. It's worth a look. When I lived on Soy 1, there was a yeah. great noodle shop on the top of the Soy yeah. there. And then in that old gas station, they, they had like a kind of a food market for a while. Yeah. So I bet like some of those people, even though there's no main thing, they still yeah. set up shop here and there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good clean bummy mudang stand. And bummy is yellow egg noodle with red pork. Mm. And you know, there's a nice clean one that's right by the Chinese pharmacy. And I've had bowls of noodles there a couple times when I'm like, oh, I need a quick, easy, Feast and, and it's it's clean and, and well run there. Yeah, it's very good. Um, and then we we mentioned earlier kind of the diversity of the neighborhood. So Middle Eastern food, Egyptian food, things yeah. like that. We were saying on soy um, is one three slash one and five. Yeah, three yeah. slash one yeah. to five. Like those yeah. two kind of and and three like is like Nana Nua, which mm. is the big main road, and then the next soy over. And but the, the thing we eat there probably the most are shawarma. Oh yeah. yeah. They have like beef and, and chicken yeah. and uh, some lamb shawarma here and I there. Really yeah, not so much, but um, yeah, everybody's kind of got their favorite one. When I lived with Patrick and Solen, yeah. like Patrick had the phone number of the guy in front of Bamboo, and, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and at like to that, like two thirty in the morning, he would send a motorbike with shawarmas. Shawarmas, yeah. That. They've grown a lot, but you know, ten years ago there was only one or two, and I'm still preferable to one. It's on Soy 3, just past the Grace Hotel, an alley turns into Soy 3 slash 1. So it's on 3 at the alley, and it's not as good as it used to be, but that's a pretty good one, and we'll put that on the thing. Now, the one that frustrates me, Trevor, is if I actually want Thai food in that area, is like, where do you get actual decent Thai food? It's not the best place, in my opinion, for a real sit-down Thai meal. No, because, you know, like, Rosa being... Rosa Biang, yeah. Rosa Biang on yeah. Sukhumvit 11 is is like a nice Thai restaurant. It's, it's, a, it's, I mean, really it's, got, it's got a nice atmosphere. And, well, yeah, I mean, compared to the, the street food, obviously. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and the food's okay. Right. Well, I haven't eaten there in, in for so long. I think just because it, when Thai restaurants cater to foreigners, they, mm. they kind of change it. They make some dishes a little bit sweeter. They, they make some dishes a little bit spicier. They, they yeah. change the recipes a bit, you know? Yeah. Um, and I guess that could be fine if, if you're new to town and you want to get some Thai food in your yeah. neighborhood because there aren't a whole lot of options. 
Um, but cabbages and condoms, which is just kind of outside the Nana area, maybe. No, it's on Soy 12. Soy 12. That's kind of the, yeah. the fringe zone. Um, it's not a far walk, and that side no. of the road's a lot quieter. It's all right. To Soy 12. Yeah. And cabbages and condoms has a bit more authentic. Uh, food maybe than Rosa Biang? Yeah, it's a little pricier too, and it is full of tours. But if you're in the area and you want a proper sit down meal on that, there's other ones, but that's a, a good choice. Now, the one thing about this area too is that there's some good Indian food. And one that I really like is uh, Miss Bell Beers. It's on uh, Soy 11, like kind of more 11 slash 1. But it's good. It's kind of mid range dining. It's a little more, but it's really tasty. And then there's one called uh, Bawarchi Indian. It's on Soy 11, kind of opposite Cheap Charlie's. And I mean, you can find all kinds of little places they're, they're for food's, quick samosas. Their, their food's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, it's a chain, lane. you know, yeah. they're around town. So if you're any part of town you're in, like, it's a good, yeah. easy, just like, uh, what's the Lebanese place called? Beirut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, right near the Marriott in the basement of that building has the McDonald's, Plenty yeah. Center. Um, there's a Beirut restaurant downstairs there where there always had been there's a bunch of them around town if you ever need like and they're good food it's good i really like beirut good, yeah. yeah so any part of town you're in beirut yeah it is a good restaurant and uh there's one street that's actually particularly neat and you could literally spend your whole night in about 150 meters and that is if you go up soy 11 about 200 meters on your left there's a little side alley and we'll talk about cheap charlie's which is the bar you see first but it's kind of over the last few years really blossomed into a, a food and bar street huh that little tiny soy for sure yeah, yeah. yeah like you can have like what there's like indian fish and chips tapas mexican thai like everything right in that little sub alley yeah and i like uh the alchemist yeah a little beer bar yeah. you can sit at the alchemist and you can order from the snapper fish and chips place next door oh nice and you can get like popcorn shrimp or some kind of bar cool. food and that's... yeah when i go to cheap charlie's which we'll get to i always get some uh, samosas from the indian place yeah and they'll bring them out and it's always a good start to my night uh one other probably worth worth mentioning is uh, oscar's bistro like i'm not a big fan but it's a place to eat or drink until late like it's always packed that yeah place. no I, I like their food and uh i you can even go in there by yourself because it's a bar bar on the ground floor with like yeah. the bar is the centerpiece right and if you're by yourself just sit down at the bar and they got some good like burgers pizza stuff always like that and then upstairs is more like a nice restaurant with more inventive food but downstairs bar food lots of people good scene yeah right fun. well let's get to drinking yeah drinking is a a big one that I didn't know we've done a lot of it around there. Soy 11, I mean. Soy 11. And you know, that first week when I moved to Thailand, we mentioned the Nana Hotel and the shawarmas. But it was within a few days that my friends were working here, took me to Cheap Charlie's. And Cheap Charlie's is at the very beginning of that Soeb Soy on Soy 11. And it's literally like, looks like a flea market or garage sale built into the wall on an alley. Yeah, it looks like a tree that was just grown into the building. and Sprouted yeah. skulls and toy trains yeah, there's and stuff. Yeah, little... Troll serving drinks. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I guess when it started 20 years ago, drinks were 30 baht. I now notice they've gone up since I moved back there now, 80 baht for a JED and Coke. But mm. it's a tiny area. Everyone who lives here knows it. You go there on any night of the week, it'll be packed and busy. You're just standing in a little, little alley. But they have a great drink selection, and it's well worth popping in for a few. Yeah, and then just stumbling your way around the neighborhood, right? Literally. The, you know, the Alchemist is right next door, and then uh, the pickled liver has gone from that location if you yeah, haven't yeah, been to yeah, Bangkok a while place. ago. It's moved a few blocks away, so we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, on Soy 11, Bed and Q Bar are now gone, right? Those but, two uh, big clubs, but they've been replaced by another pretty popular club, yeah? Um, I don't know what they're building at Bed, but uh, 
right around the corner from Q Bar, there's this new little speakeasy bar that just opened. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. It's right next to the Banana Club, which I still am oh, not yeah, sure I'm what's not going, going on in there. there. Um, and then above 11 at the Fraser Suites Hotel is a yeah. great rooftop bar. That's right. That's way at the back. And then I know if you want to like dance later in the evening, Levels in the Aloft Hotel. Yeah. That's been pretty popular for a long time, yeah? Yeah, that's popular too. Also, there's a restaurant called Charcoal in the Fraser Suites now that opened, oh, uh, yeah? not I guess, a year ago. But they just have a new bar menu. And it's that's pretty inventive Indian food, but yeah. still like solid. Huh. And all their cocktails are infused with like Indian spices and stuff like that. Right. So uh, huh. even for drinks, uh, if, you, if you like Indian food, that would be a good place for a drink. Cool. One of the wildest places I've been to, and I went in my first year and then I didn't go until like two years ago or something, is Check-In 99. And it's like, what is it? Right around Soy 7 or between 7 and 5. Yeah. And it's been around in various names and forms since like the 60s. Like Bob Hope, there's pictures you can see there of Bob Hope hanging out. Yes, with, she showed us last time we were yeah, there. Of, of the woman, the 75-year-old woman that still kind of part-time works there. But it is, I always think like walking into the Regal Beagle on Three's Company. Like it is stuck in the 70s. The waiters are all older with bow ties. There's a Filipino band that's been there more than 10 years. Their Chateaubriand steak is apparently incredible. But it's, it's a time trip. All the waiters were wearing kind of like Barney outfits not that long ago. <laughs> really? Yeah, on some random night, oh. they were all dressed up as colorful dinosaurs. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's the weird and the wild. Hey, there's something called Yadong. I actually haven't had this in the spot you have here, so mm. tell me about it. Yadong is like a traditional Thai liquor, and it's actually classified as a medicine, so mm. they can sell it next to schools and stuff like right, that. Right. You, you can't oh, sell. is that why? Yeah. Oh. Um, so yadong is like uh, it's like moonshine that's been infused with uh, different types of Chinese herbs. Uh, oh, and right. You can actually buy pre-mixed yadong at the Chinese pharmacy right. in little packets. And it'll be like a little street side kind of cart, right? And usually like some some round glass vats with a red lid and yeah, shot glass. There's a little around. alleyway that runs. Uh, one of the cool things about the Nana area is oh, that between five, they're demolishing part of that. Yeah, they've demolished some of them, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there's all these little back alleyways that connect. Yeah. Like you don't have to five go to seven. if if you're going from Sukhumvit three to Sukhumvit seven or even yeah. to eleven. Between Sukhumvit 3 and 11, you can either walk all along the main road or in, in certain places, there's little shortcuts and back alleys right. that lead yeah. through the, the back streets. Yeah. And the, one of those alleyways, uh, they sell Yadong. And, and it's between just... Between 5 and 7. Yeah, the one between 5 and 7. And they just have big glass barrels full of it. So if you see these big glass things full of red and yeah. brownish, orangish yeah. liquor, um, they'll sell you shots of it for yeah. like 60 cents a, a shot. Cheap, yeah. Um, it won't kill you because it's alcohol, but it's, it's, it's medicine. Pretty, it's not alcohol. It'll it's save, pretty it'll save you. Yeah. It'll, it'll yeah. fix what ails you for sure. Yeah, another one uh, that you'll see all over Soy 11. Some people love them, some hate them. I think if you're a tourist, they're a little more novel, but all kinds of Volkswagen vans that have been transformed into bars. So they'll just wheel up typically on Soy 11, but you'll sometimes see them on other Soy's. They pop open the roof and they serve kind of cheapish drinks and cocktails. Yeah, earlier this year they they banned all of them from Nana, and and all of Nana had like no street restaurants or bars or anything. And I saw a couple since then. Yeah, no, they I, they have allowed some of them to pop back up, but it's not quite what it was with both sides of the road lined with Volkswagen vans and carts. But they, they are pretty cool. They they pop the roof open, yeah, and so yeah. the guy can stand up inside of it and has the bar in front of you, and you walk up to the side of it, and they have little tables on the yeah, street. It's, fun. it's a good place to get some cheap easy drinks yeah. um, in between bars or to sitting know. literally next to cars driving by yeah you could get hit while having a drink um the pickle livery you mentioned if you crave like kind of a normal pub it's down a street soy seven slash one which potentially has the weirdest out there like 
crazy massage type bars in the city. Doctor feel good. Everything, yeah. But you walk to the end on the right hand side and it's a normal pub, right? It's a proper British little pub and you can get a good pint there. Yep. uh, It used to be on Soy 11 and they moved over here and it's at the end of the Soy and it's kind of interesting to walk past all the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like there's, there's, there's some pretty interesting places yeah. there but uh at the pickled liver that's an interesting place too you know they, yeah. i go there for a quiz night and uh, yeah. if you want to catch uh, you know some rugby or soccer Sports. football that's anything, a good one. you know that's a good place to go good indian food there as well oh really yeah yeah huh. and uh it wouldn't be nana without i guess addressing the elephant in the room and that is the ladies of the night yeah i mean there's the gogo bar area but you can't walk more than 10 meters without seeing a foreign guy with some girl that's far too cute and young to possibly actually like him. Or in between, <laughs> in between soy three and, and soy five, there's uh-huh. uh, all the transvestite prostitutes. Oh, really? Between yeah, three and five? You didn't notice that? You didn't know no. they were they were dudes? Um, maybe didn't. I don't know. Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I worked in a law firm and right in one of those buildings there for for years, and they're out there during the day too. But huh. uh, yeah, and then there's Nana Plaza, obviously, which we've only kind of skirted around. But Nana Plaza is like this kind of Melrose Place complex with an open courtyard in the middle, and then right. like three levels of of bars looking in towards the courthouse. Right. And uh, if you go up to the top floor. Yeah. On one of those sides, there's usually a place that's got a mechanical bull. Ah, I've ridden the mechanical bull. I hurt my knee on the mechanical bull once. Yeah. Um, So, and you know, it's fun just to to walk in and do like a tour, go up a level, around, up a level, around, up a level, around. That neighborhood, you're definitely going to want to watch your wallet. Out in front of Nana Plaza, there's like Ladyboy Pickpocket Gang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of one of three main go-go bars for foreigners, uh, go-go bar areas for foreigners in city, one being Pat Paul and Cowboy and Nana. And Nana's a bit rough. Um, there's a high percentage of bars in there, Gatelli bars or Ladyboy bars. And actually that place was a shopping complex back in the day in the 80s. It was a shopping complex. And then a few restaurants started opening, a few bars. And it wasn't until apparently the early 90s that it really kind of went full-blown go-go bar. And, uh, and now it is one of the famous spots. And you know what? I, I, one place I really love to have a beer once in a while is right at the entrance. So on Soy 4, you go into Nana Plaza. Yeah, like Hillary. Uh, yeah, Big Dogs. And it's right Big on dogs. the corner. So Big Dogs and anyone that walks in or out of Nana Plaza has to walk by Big Dogs. Sit and just watch the people come and go in and out of Nana Plaza. An anthropologist, you could do a PhD sitting there. Like, it is fan. It is no, I've, I've had beers there on random afternoons yeah. when I happen to need to meet somebody in that area and I needed like an hour to kill or something. Mm. Um, and I usually end up talking to the people who are also sitting there watching because they're yeah. usually visitors. Or sometimes I met a couple of teachers from Isan who happened to be in Bangkok oh, for yeah. a couple of days. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and you were saying the Nana Hotel right across the street, that bar out front. But wow. any any of those bars on that street, Hillary, I like Hillary too. We saw Set Loso there. Yeah, yeah. there's some and, live uh, music. Hillary. Um, yeah. If you shoot pool, like uh, yeah. there's, you want to go shoot some pool, and you think you're a good pool player. Any of those bars right on Nana in front of the Nana Plaza. Yeah, they have pickup games of pool pretty much 24 hours a day and, yeah. and some of the best pool players you'll ever and play an incredible high propensity of women that are great at pool because I'm not belittling anyone but a lot of these girls spend a lot of time in bars and they get good at pool like they're you get amazing. your clock clean yes. I always somebody told me early in my days they're like if you ever date a girl who's really good at pool or connect for you know she worked in a bar before so on this note like you've got the go-go bars but then there's a lot of kind of like I would term them freelance bars in that area and like what does that mean what do people see to know, oh, I think I'm in a freelance bar. Yeah, you know, this is kind of a good tip, I guess, because uh, Thai people are friendly, foreigners are always like, oh, they're so friendly, and then sure. you're going to meet this girl, oh, she's really friendly, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so you have bars like Gulliver's Tavern, like Soy Five, like Soy Five yeah. which is kind of like a hard rock. It's like a hard rock style pub, yeah. like a hard rock cafe. The, the bar is shaped like a guitar. Sure. And it's normal. Them? They have a great patio. Yeah, they got uh, yeah huge good space. If you want to watch some sports, that's another yeah. pretty good one. Um, but they have pool tables there as well, and yeah. that's a good place to shoot pool because they got nice tables. And again, there's there's girls hanging out there having drinks with their friends who are yeah. flirty, um, but they're working. Yeah, they're looking to meet friends, and you would come to a private agreement and potentially go somewhere. But I've also heard those kind of girls often like want to meet guys and like hang out with them for many many days and that kind of stuff. Yeah, too. and that that's kind of a slippery slope now because you shouldn't. <laughs> well, you shouldn't assume that every girl no, is no, hanging out having drinks in these not. bars because like there's businesses in these bars and and they. Girls know that foreign guys go to oh, bars yeah. like this, yeah. and they're you know so yeah. so you have to be careful with that, yeah. assuming there's, you know. But but at the same time, there's ladyboy pickpockets and oh, all yeah. sorts of crazy prostitutes and everything in this neighborhood. So just kind of keep your wits about yeah. you, whatever you're doing. So in the Nen area, you you might just be in a bar like the Hillary bars or the Beer Garden bar on Soy Sen. But if you're in a bar and you see a good number of like attractive women sitting there, they generally have to buy their own drinks. You look around; that's often what the story is. So. Um, yeah, you'll you'll see that. There's a lot of colorful things going on. And uh, one of the other neat things about Nana, despite it literally has like some of the lowest lows and some of the highest highs, is there's, I mean, a pretty good, reasonable variety of hotels to stay at too. Like you mentioned the JW Marriott. So if you want like one of the finest international business hotels, boom, it's right on Soy 2. And For backpackers, we, on Super Soy 11, we didn't mention it earlier, but on that little soy that Cheap Charlie's is on. Yeah, and all those little restaurants. There's a place called the Sukhumvit 11 Hostel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the great cheap rooms, total backpacker haunt. You're right in the middle of the area. It's weird. If you go inside, like the hallways are covered with... Uh, wood. It looks like you're in a wood cabin or something. Yeah, but the thing I'm afraid of is that it could be a bit of a fire hazard, you know? Could be, but that's a very popular guest house. And then, like on the truly, to me, true boutique end of things, one of my all-time favorite, like truly boutique hotels is Aria Son Villa, the very back of Soy One, up against the uh, canal that goes back there. And it's a house from the 40s that's been restored and added to. And it's like run by a proper hotelier. And like, it's unique. Like, it is a great little boutique hotel. Yeah, yeah. Uh the new boutique hotel in that neighborhood actually was built into the house that Ed Knuth and I lived in oh, yeah? a number of years ago. We lived in this house for three years, beautiful house. Um, our neighbor had these beautiful gardens. He's converted his whole house and our house into a restaurant and, and boutique hotel called Adlib. Oh, cool. So I haven't actually been in there. I've seen it from the outside, but I think that our living room is now part of the, the restaurant. But it's uh, supposed to be really nice. Um, also in that neighborhood, I, I just mentioned here Salil. The Salil Hotel is kind of a small hotel it, on yeah. Sukhumvit 11. Because mm -hmm. um, Aloft, which is part of the W Hotels chain, right. is on Sukhumvit Soy 11. Yeah. And you can actually get some pretty good deals on that. You it's can. cheaper than the Marriott, even. In the middle of the action. Yeah. Um, but then just a little bit, like if you're there... I don't know, you're a bit younger. Salil probably is like 2000 bottom night, so like $65 okay, a night, right, and right. it's a clean, cute little boutique yeah. hotel. Yeah, and then a pretty funky one, just a little like right on the edge of that is Dream Hotel on Soy 15. There's two of them, Dream 1 and 2, Kitty Corner, but they're kind of like almost too cute and wild for their own good, but you can get really good deals online too to stay there. Like And and it's not like right in the middle of no, all the right. action. You're you just know? on the edge. You're in the sanity zone, I think, there. Yeah. And then one other one, you know, I've never stayed here, but I know tons of people that have is on eight. Mm. And it's right by Rajas Taylor's, who's a place good place to get clothes made. They own it and, and rooms are like fifty, sixty bucks a night mm. there. 
it's just clean, it's comfortable, and, and it does the job. So we'll put all these places on the map too. And uh, yeah, it's like basically a great mix of hotels within that area too, yeah? Yeah, um, I think that the Google Maps are really going to help here with this one. Heaps, uh, heaps, yeah. Or you could simply download Greg's Bangkok. Greg's travel. Bangkok. And yeah, because he does a good job on that Nana neighborhood telling you the history yeah, he of Checker 99. Right. And, yeah. and, and as you look at your phone and he's talking to you in your headphones, I guess, or yeah. um, there's a map and yeah. it shows you how to walk around the neighborhood. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, you know, Nana for me, like now I live one station away from Nana. It's an area I've got to be in the mood to go to because it is going to be busy. Like walking down the sidewalk, soy to soy, is a little irritating if you're in a rush or if you don't want to be around people. But like to, to, to have, I mean, I love it. Like if I want to feel like I'm getting out of Thailand for a couple hours, I go and have a meal in the Airberry and I'm like out of Thailand. If I want to party hard, I can go to clubs or bars. If I want a couple drinks, I can have yeah. that. Like it's... Everything. You know, when you said that, though, like, I go to Nana often, and I go there purposefully, and uh, I go immediately below the SkyTrain station. The yeah. SkyTrain that runs throughout the city has a Nana station. It's perfectly and, situated. And right below Nana station, there's a bar called The Game. Oh, yeah. And, and I've lived here more than 15 years now, and it wasn't until The Game that I knew a place I could definitely watch NFL American football. Oh, right. It's That's still the only game. bar yeah. in Bangkok that you can guarantee to watch American football. Yeah. Um, so... There's another cool thing about Nana. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, there's, you got to see the Grand Palace. You got to go to certain sites while you're in Thailand. I think an evening spent in Nana area is is a must. You can't keep it more simple without having to take taxis and have a wider breadth of experience than Nana. I think it, you could spend a whole three days. We could do oh, three. Yeah. We could do a three days at Nana episode. <laughs> I'll do that. Would be, but yeah, we could do it. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to add before we sign off your trip? Um, well, there's a, a place someone told me about on Sukhumvit 13. What did I say? It was called the Mexicana Hotel or something. Yeah. And, and on the second floor, apparently, they have a 1980s video games like Centipede and, and, and supposedly some pinball tapes. We should go so do some I, research. I think we're going to go check that out. Yeah, great. Well, thanks for listening to this. We will have other episodes where we'll dive more into Bangkok and future episodes down the year or down the road. But uh, for now, this is Scott Coates saying thank you and goodbye. Thank you and goodbye. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom in Cambodia? 